discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Holy Spirit, who is here with us to teach us, to explain your word to us. Thank you, dear Holy Spirit. We give you glory, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry of your word and for the ministry of your spirit present in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Give the Lord a shout. How has your day been? Full of working for the Lord. Wow. Faith at seven is happening live. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. Are you ready? Ask your neighbor, are you ready? Ready, ready, ready. Wow. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is. Faith is what? Now is now. Faith is not is going to come later on. Faith is I have it now. Do you see? Faith is what? I have it now. The last time we met, I was talking about, I was trying to define faith for you. Define various aspects of faith. And what I mentioned is that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Let's read the Amplified so that we understand even some more. Can you read it to me? One to go. And the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So it has nothing to do with the senses. That is why in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven, the Bible says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. The Amplified says, and not by senses, sensory perceptions. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by a conviction of belief respecting man's relation to God. Then it says, not by sight or appearance. Not by sight or appearance. Because faith is not by sight. Faith is not by appearance. Faith is not by the senses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So faith is something that you cannot see. You may have faith and nobody around you can, can see it. But you know that you have faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know that you have faith. You know that there's something inside that you have. Yogi Chush said that I'm pregnant with the desk. I am pregnant with the bicycle. I am pregnant with the, the chair. It is inside. It is inside. Then he asked them, is a baby inside the womb still a baby? Yeah. Is it as real as a baby outside? Yeah. 
They said yes, and he said yes. Then I also have. I also have. I see, I also have. <laughs> you know, so faith is is now. It may not be seen with the eyes with anybody. Nobody may see it. it makes no difference. What God has told you is true, is real, and you have it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. So I mentioned something about Abraham. I mentioned two aspects of Abraham's life that he exhibited great faith in. It's actually three, not two. And today I'll talk about the third one. You see. Abraham exercised faith. So the last thing I think I remember mentioning was in Hebrews chapter 11 um, from verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. He accounted. You see, he accounted. He had some thoughts. He had some thoughts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has some thoughts. He knew that God who calls those things that be not as though they were was at work in his life. And God who calls lights to shine out of darkness was working in his life. And God who calls things that are dead, eh? he calls life out of things that are dead, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he believed that that was what he believed. And that was exactly what he had. That was exactly what he had. Now, today I want us to talk a little bit more about the accounting aspects because faith is two aspects. There are two things with respect to faith. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says that we all having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Do you see? So there's something called believing. You believe and then you speak. So these are the two aspects of faith. Believing and then speaking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you read in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and verse 10, the Bible says that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And then it says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. So the heart is a very important aspect, okay, of your life. Believing can only be done by your heart. Believing cannot be done by the mind. Believing cannot be done by the body. Believing cannot be done by your legs. Believing cannot be done by your hands. Believing cannot be done by your car. Believing cannot be done by your brother. Believing cannot be done by your beloved. Believing cannot be done by your wife. Believing cannot be done by your husband. Believing cannot be done by your children. You have to believe for yourself. Hallelujah. You have to believe for yourself. And there's a state of the heart that confirms and makes you know that you really believe. Watch it says that you are asking for. Remember, the Bible says that for if that man does not ask in faith, let him not think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. So this particular thing is so important. What we are sharing with you along the lines of faith is so important. It can make or make you. Because 
most Christians are praying and begging. Yeah. Trying. But it's not about praying and begging. Hoping. Next week I'll talk about faith against hope. Faith versus hope. Yeah. People are hoping. Praying. Crying. Some assaulting. Shouting. Doing all kinds of things in prayer. But it doesn't shooting. Blasting and bombing. With rockets and all kinds of things. But there's a, there's a very simple principle that we have to follow. You see, God is a spirit. Apart from God being a spirit, God is a principle as well. Or God has principles. There are laws that God has put down. The Bible says that, My word have I exalted above all my names. You see, God has exalted his word. God even lives by his word. Can you imagine? God lives by his word. He's bound by his word. So if you don't do it according to what he has said, according to the laid down principle, life is full of principles. There's a principle of gravitation, isn't it? Which says that all things that goes up must come down. So if I throw this thing, it will not keep floating into the skies. It will come down. Why? Because that's a principle, that's a law. No matter how anointed the handkerchief is, no matter how powerful the anointed the, the handkerchief is, no matter how emotional the, the handkerchief is, no matter how much it prays, the principle is this, that when you go up, you will come down. You must come down. And you can't see gravity, but it is working. It is there. So there's, there's something called faith. Do you see? That works. Whether you like it or not. Without that, it says, don't expect anything from me. Is it too difficult to understand? So it means you have to really understand this particular thing I'm talking about. And really start putting it to work for yourself. Hallelujah. So that you can, be in the, you, can, you can be in the realm of unlimited answers to prayer. You can always have answers to your prayer. No matter what you are praying for, you can always have an answer to your prayer. Kenneth Hagen said he never lost anything. He never had uh, God refusing him anything. He said, all I need to do is to get scriptures on it and think about it for three days and ask. That's what he said. All I need to do is to get scriptures concerning it and think about it for three days and ask. And he had 100% answered prayers. Not 5%. 100%. Because there are principles of faith that we follow. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Look at Mark 11, verse 23. Let's read 24. So that it makes things easy. I'm talking about prayer now. He says, therefore I say unto you that what things soever he desire, what things soever he desire, when he pray, he knows you pray. So he says, when you do it, when you don't be in a hurry to pray. You see, don't be the kind of the African type of Christian who is always in the gear of prayer. Who thinks that prayer is is, is like because you are sweating in the prayer and because you are doing some exercises in the prayer, your your prayers are going to be answered. It doesn't work like that. You can pray and be changing your position. It's just a position that is changing. It's just a position that is changing. Nothing is changing around the spirit. Because it doesn't work like that. There are things you need to do before you pray. He says, when you pray, believe. So believing is very important. Believe that you receive them. And then you shall have them. Believe first. Then you shall have. Now, I'm saying that it is your heart. It is with your heart that you believe. I'm not the one who said it. Romans chapter 10. Verse 9 and verse 10. Let's read verse 10. Verse 10 is what I want you to see. It says, for with the heart... Man believeth unto. 
for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. It is your heart with which you believe. Do you see? It is with your heart with which you believe. So what is your heart? I think that's a question we should ask and answer, isn't it? Your heart is the center of your being. I'm not talking about the the you know the flesh that is inside your chest that is pumping. That's what we are talking about. When the Bible talks about heart, it's talking about the center of the spiritual activity of a man. Okay? Yes. Your 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 the center, it's like the central processing unit of a man. The heart is what your spirit is connected to, and what your soul is connected to, and what your body is also connected to. <laughs> and it's inside. It's inside. It's, it's inside you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your heart is very important. Very, 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 very important. If you read in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 4, rather, verse 12. Look at Hebrews 4 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. You know, you, you think there's nothing like a heart. There's, there's a heart that exists. Okay? In Genesis chapter, chapter 2, 1, 2, and then 3, where God created man and all that. You see that God creates the spirit of the man. He cre- I don't want to go into that. He creates uh, the body of the man. He breathes into the, the body of the man. And the man becomes a living soul. So we, we hear spirit, we hear soul, and we hear body. But we don't hear heart. But there's a heart. God has a heart and gave man a heart. God gave man everything he had. So in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, you see a mention of the of heart over there. Do you see? Genesis, go back, go to Genesis 6, 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So the heart has imaginations, and is a place for imaginations, is a place for thoughts, is a place for intents or purposes. The Bible says, and Daniel purpose in his heart. He didn't say Daniel purpose in his mind. Or Daniel purpose in his spirit. There's a difference between the spirit of man and the heart of man. Okay, there's a difference. It's not the same. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy mind, with all thy soul, and with all thy heart. It's different. Do you see? Now, go back to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Next verse, verse 6. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Meaning that God also has a heart. Genesis 8, 21. You'll be amazed. 8, 21. And the Lord smelled the sweet savor when, when Noah offered the sacrifice to the Lord. And the Lord smelled the sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart. The Lord said where? In his heart. He didn't voice it out of his mouth. He voiced it in his heart. He said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything living as I have done. The imagination of what? Man's heart. So the heart is for imagination. Please, you understand? It is in your heart that you actually see visions. Visions are actually imaginations. It begins from imaginations, then it shows up physically. You see an, a video vision or an audio vision. But primarily, it's from imaginations of the heart. Let me show you some more about the heart. So if you are, if you are noticing, the heart has thoughts. Isn't it? Okay, go to the one in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, what we're reading. Hebrews 4, 12. 
For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the heart has thoughts, it has intents. And it has imaginations. It has imaginations. Matter of fact, what goes on in your heart is what affects you. A man is what he is because of what is in his heart. Your heart controls you. Your heart is the center of your being and it controls all your activities. Every single activity you are doing. Do you see? Your coming shows what is in your heart. All that you do in life is a demonstration of what, you, what your heart, the condition of your heart. I don't know if you ever saw that little pamphlet that they used to distribute, the, the heart of man. Years ago, the heart of man. You could have a serpent inside, a tortoise, whatever, so many things. You, I don't know if you remember. Uh-huh. All kinds of things. Then Christ comes in, then all those animals leave. Then Christ goes out, then all those animals come back again. Do you remember? It was something very important that they were telling us. That is not the spirit of the man. The spirit of that man cannot be in that condition. But the heart of that man can be in that condition. And that's what they were describing. Do you see? This Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, yet he to thee. But his heart is not with thee. Okay? Jesus quoted the scripture in the New Testament. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So your heart controls everything about you. Matthew chapter 15, verse 16. Matthew 15, 16. I have so many things to share with you. And Jesus said, are you also without understanding? Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he said, because the disciples of Jesus were eating with unwashed hands. And the Pharisees were like, no, they are going to be defiled. Because you needed to, according to the law, you were supposed to wash your hand before you eat. But the disciples were not, they were eating with unwashed hands. You know, Jesus was so powerful. They, were, they started doing all kinds of foolish things around him. And the Pharisees were complaining. Why are you not talking to your disciples to wash their hands and all that? Then Jesus said, oh, what goes into a man is not what defiles him. It is actually what comes out of him that defiles him. And the Pharisees couldn't understand. And Jesus was blasting the Pharisees. He saw the Pharisees left, right, center. Go up. Go to, uh, okay, this is verse what, 15 now. Go down to when... Uh, Peter, Peter told Jesus, do you know that the Pharisees were offended at what you said? <laughs> Go down there, I think it's verse 15. Verse 12. Then came the disciples unto him and said unto him, knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard the saying? Do you know that they were offended? Jesus said, I don't care. <laughs> if they were offended or not, it makes no difference. Next verse. But he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be, shall be rooted up. That's the, that's the reply. Anything that my father has not planted, all pastors that my father has not planted is going to root them out. Hey, let them alone. Leave them. They be blind. They are blind leaders of the blind. More blastings. And if they're blind, he says, leave them alone. He says, Jaum life mom. Wow. Can you imagine Jaum life mom is in the Bible? So you can also say that Jaum life mom. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Next verse 15. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. What do you mean by what goes into a man that's not defiled? Is what comes out. Then Jesus started explaining. And Jesus said, Are you also without understanding? You too, you know, get understanding. <laughs> message, let's read message. Of what? Jesus, Jesus was like, You too, are you being willfully stupid? Oh, Charlie. It's a message, it's a message. Next verse, King James. King James, please. Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entered in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the broth, or it goes, what you put inside goes into the belly and it comes out from the booboo. 
That's what Jesus said. Next verse. Pupu is in the Bible. Apostle George can give you every word. If you give him a word, he will give you a scripture in the Bible. One day we did mention a lot of words. Then we said, how about you in eating? Then he said, not even one that preset by the wall shall survive. That was Jezebel. Yes. The judgment that God gave to Ahab and his descendants. The one who even preset by the wall shall not be spared. We're like, it's okay, we give up. Hey, he had scriptures for everything. Salt, light, earth, sand, whatever, shirts. Everything, whatever you can mention. Bracelets, earrings, necklace, spectacles. Even spectacles is in the Bible. Hey, it shall be made a spectacle. <laughs> but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile the man. What comes out of the heart of the man is what defiles him or what makes him. Do you get it? A man's life is, is everything that you have around you is as a result of the condition of your heart. Wow. 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 That is what the Bible says. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. The issuance of life. Your life proceeds out of your heart. That's in Proverbs chapter uh, 4, verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence, with all seriousness. Mount guard over your heart. Like be a policeman over your heart. Watch what enters your heart. And guess what? What enters your heart comes to what you are hearing and what you are seeing. All that your heart is, is as a result of what you are seeing and what you are hearing. Garbage in, garbage out. What you feed your heart is what it brings to you. <laughs> Keep that heart with all diligence. So let's go back to the other side. Matthew um, 15. But those which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. Next verse, verse 18. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. It means that good thoughts can proceed out of the heart. Murders, meaning that life can also proceed out of the heart. Adulteries, meaning that faithfulness proceeds out of the heart as well. Fornications means that keeping yourself proceeds out of the heart. If you are unable to keep yourself, it's the cause of what is inside your heart. Thefts, meaning that you can be a loyal, honorable, honest person. False witness. False witness. That is the highest of all of them. Because of your witness, someone can be put in prison or killed. Do you know the lady who said a young man had raped her? A young black boy had raped her. And they killed the boy. After about 50 years later, she said that it was not true. False witness. Another white lady did that. And six boys were killed. Six boys. Later on, she said that it was not true. False witness. Blasphemies. Next verse. Verse 20. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defile not a man. So what comes out of you, okay, is what defile you or make you. And it all comes out of your heart. And it is with your heart that you believe. Wow. It is with your heart that you, that you believe. Let me show you some more. Luke chapter 6. Do you like my message? Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring it forth that which is good so good does not come good does not happen it's not automatic can you imagine good is brought forth out of the heart of a man of a good man wow <laughs> so you see you've been lied to oh, maybe something good will happen there's nothing like that 
The world is not designed for anything good to happen. You better put good things into your future. I tell you, there's no design on earth for good for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, the devil is called the God of this world. There's nothing good in it that he has planned for you. That because you're a child of God, there's nothing good inside for you. You must use the word of God that he has given to you. Okay? To produce good in your life. That is why you must be into speaking the word of God into your future. There is no good in your future if you don't speak good into your future. You don't just walk into it. You must speak it into being. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Unto what? Do you understand that? Unto good works. Meaning that you have, you have been brought to bring forth good, good things. Meaning that he has made you a good man. So you now work good works. Bring forth good works. Hmm? I'm not the one saying it. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works, which God has before been that we should walk in them. So you must agree with God concerning your life. By saying what he's saying. Do you see? You say what he's saying. That's why he talks about hold on to your confession. Your confession of your faith. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. Say, I bring forth good things. And he says, an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. For of the abundance of his heart, the mouth speaketh. So your heart has ability to imagine, to think. It has the ability to brood over a particular matter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when God speaks to you, for instance, I mentioned to you that you must hear a word from God, isn't it? Yeah. I think we've, we've established that fact. There are a number of things we've established over the period. And one of the major things we've established is that you need a word from God. Jesus said to Peter, come. A specific word. Jesus said, come, isn't it? Jesus said again, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, a specific word. You need a specific word. You need to be specific what you are, what you are doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yeah. You need to be very, very specific. Now, after receiving the word of God, remember the word of God is seed. Always remember that the word of God is seed. And the word of God, which is seed, is sown where? In our hearts. Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. Let's look at it. Matthew 13, 18. Are you surprised? I don't know if I'm helping you. Yes, Do you plant a seed for it to grow tomorrow? No. You don't. It takes time. Isn't it? Yes, it takes time, right? Yes, Pastor. Matthew chapter 13. Read this for me from verse 18. One to go. Which received seed by the wayside. Why? He did not understand it, isn't it? He did not understand it. The seed came. The seed was sown successfully into his heart. So it's not that people have not heard from God. They have heard from God concerning a particular thing. But the condition of their heart, they've not brooded over the thing yet. They've not understood what God told them. And they've not settled on it yet. You need to brood. Say brood. brood. There's something called brooding over the word. Or incubation. It's called the incubation period. <laughs> Are you in the church? Yeah. So you did receive something from God. Look at Luke. 
The one in Luke says it in a very nice way as well. Luke chapter 8. Now, it's the same story. Okay, if you read from, uh, from verse 5, he says, A sower went out to sow. Luke chapter 8, from verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it, blah, blah, blah. Isn't it? Now, look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is what? The word of God. The seed is the word of God. So, when you receive a word from God, Abraham did not just move. Abraham moved. There are three, three classic or big, huge ways in which Abraham exercised faith. The first one was his movement from the land of Ur, Ur, Ur of the Chaldeans, to the land of Canaan. God spoke to him and told him to move. He did not see God, nothing, but he moved. You see, that was the first demonstration of his faith. The second was in receiving his child. The third was in sacrificing his child. Do you see? Now, in all the three cases, there's something that happened that we need to, we need to take advantage of or we need to see. Okay? Now, look at this place. Now, the problem is the seed is the word of God. And where is the word of God sown? The word of God is sown in the heart. Our hearts work like the soil. Our heart works like a soil. It's the same. Actually, your heart is the soil. Look, it's, it's, I think it's the next verse, right? The next verse. Those by the wayside that did that here, when the word came, blah, 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 blah. There's a place where it says the heart is the soil, or the heart is the earth. You see, your heart is like the earth. And it is with your heart that you believe. Okay? It's with your heart that you, what? you believe. So after the successful sowing of God's word into your heart, after God has told you what, he's, what he wants, the next thing you need to do is now water, is to water the word. How do you water the word in your heart? Through imaginations, through thoughts, through broodings, against every single thing that would want to come against it. Remember, I told you that First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, which says that fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, is actually something that is in the heart. The fight of faith is a fight in the heart. It's a fight of imaginations. It's a fight of thoughts, circumstances, Things that come, evidences that look real against what God has told you. And you holding on to what God has said, the seed, making sure the seed that is inside you is not aborted or does not rot. Please, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> fight the good fight, first one to six, twelve. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and has professed or confessed a good confession before many witnesses. Do you see? Fight the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith is, I'm not going to give up no matter what is happening around me. I know what God has said to me. This is what God has said to me. I know it. I believe it. And that, that settles it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, your imagination concerning what it is that God has told you makes all the difference. Can you see what God has said? Can you see it? Can you imagine it? You have to see it. That's how the word works. That's how faith works. Okay, after receiving the word from God, the next thing is that you must imagine and see yourself in the reality of what it is that God has told you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is, that is all that forms believing. All that I've told you. This is what it means to believe. To believe means to imagine, to see with your eye, with the eye of the spirit. Your spirit has eyes. 
Your spirit, you see, you have eyes, physical eyes now because your spirit has eyes. You have nose because your spirit has nose. Maybe I should show it to you. Matthew chapter 13. Let's read from 18. Let's read from verse 15. Matthew 13, 15. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Now, is he talking about their physical eyes? Look at the next verse. Or the verse before this. But blessed are your eyes for the see, and your ears for the hear. Go to verse 14. Go to verse 14. Okay, from verse 13. Therefore, speak out to them in parables, because they see, see not. They are seeing with their physical eyes, but they cannot see. Why? Because there's a spiritual sight. Then it says, and they hearing, hear not. Neither do they understand. They are hearing with their ears, but they cannot hear spiritually. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, the Bible talks about the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your dianoia. Your, your, your spirit has eyes. Do you see? The word dianoia, the word the, the Ephesians 1 18 now, it says the eyes of your, let's read from verse 17, so it makes more sense. That the God, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding. Guess what? The word understanding is dianoia. And the meaning of dianoia is imagination. The eyes of your imagination, your imaginative abilities, might be enlightened. In other words, the, the eyes of your heart. Other places to say the eyes of your heart. I don't know. Amplify. Let's amplify. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with life, isn't it? Your, your heart has eyes. And with those eyes, you must imagine. You must see. You must see what God has done. You must see the reality of what God has said to you. And walk in it. Like I said to you the last time we met. I have walked in many auditoriums. I've walked in many, I've walked in the reality of many, I've seen many congregations. I tell you, whenever I close my eyes, that's what I see. That's what I see every time. That's what I see every time. So what is it that God has said to you? If God has given you a word, whether it came through a prophet, or it came through the word of God, it came through somebody, and you are having faith for it. The first point of call, or the second point of the first point of call is the word that came. The second point of call is that you must now start seeing it. Can you see what it is that you are looking for? If you don't see the reality of the word and walk in the reality of the word before it, it can, it will not show up physically. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, 19, and 20. It's nice. Let me just read it to you. I like reading the Bible, so even when it is not the exact thing, I don't want to read from a point. But the path of the justice are the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Next verse. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not what, at what they stumble. Wow. Verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sins. Next verse. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Which eyes do you think he's talking about? Your imagination. Let them not depart from your eyes. Can you see the word? Jeremiah what? 112. Let's read Jeremiah 112 and then we'll come back to this message. Jeremiah 112. And God said, Good eyes, I'm sticking with you. I'll make every word I give you come true. Good eyes. You are seeing well. That's what I can use it, right? You are seeing well. Can you see it? Can you see yourself getting married? 
one lady. Yes, can you see yourself wearing the wedding gown? Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see yourself wearing the wedding gown? Can you see yourself holding your baby? You must see yourself holding your baby. I tell you. You must see it. Can you see yourself working in that place? Can you see yourself having your church filled? Can you see the church filled? Can you see yourself wearing the suit and pacing up and down? In that 1,000 seat auditorium, 2,000 seat auditorium. And you are going up and down like that. And then preaching the gospel like I'm preaching to you now. And explain now faith is. Can you ask your neighbor, can you see it? You might, if you don't see it, it will not come to pass. Even God had to see it. God had to brood. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Let me read from, from, from verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. And the spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters. The word moved there is brooded. It means to hover. It means to stay on. It means to incubate. It means to imagine. It means to see. It means to think on. When we say working on your believing, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about working on your seeing. Can you see the reality of it? Can you see the reality of it? Can you see the reality of it? Can you see yourself traveling? Can you imagine? Can you see yourself in the airplane? That these bottoms are sitting on an airplane and they are flying out of the country. These bottoms of mine. <laughs> Can you see it? Can you see yourself using the washroom in the airplane? <laughs> what type of a husband are you looking for? One day, Young Gicho had a lady. She went to preach somewhere, and the lady approached her. They, were, they brought a the lady to her that shows she's been praying for her husband. Then he asked the woman, What type of husband do you want? Then she said, Oh, whatever God gives to me. Man, na man. I've not heard this one before. Man, a man. Whatever you give to me, I will take. Then he said, no, it doesn't work like that. You have to see exactly what type of man you want. So he made her take a book and started asking her questions. Do you want him to be tall or short? Then he said, I want him to be tall. Do you want him to be fair or dark? She said, I want him to be fair. Do you want him to be uh, 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 to be skinny or fat or plump? Then he said, I want a skinny person. Do you want six pack or one pot? She said, I want six pack. Hey! Then after he asked her, can you see your husband? Then he said, I can see it. I can see him now. Because on, you see, if you are praying vague prayers, vague prayers, man, 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 Lord, it's not going to work. Are you in the church? What is man na man? What are you talking about? How 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 are you see, are you can you really see what it is you are talking about? Hallelujah. Can you see yourself walking in your wedding gown? Can you see yourself holding a mud bottle spitting into it every time? As a pregnant woman, you are just spitting all over the place. Can you see yourself? You see, until you can form that image, it will take a while. 
it will take a long while. God is not committed to your sadness or your tears. He will comfort you through the comfort of the spirit. But the thing is that you will not, you will not just stumble into the results. After comforting, he will tell you that, see what I'm telling you to see. God cannot work outside of us. He has to work with us. He has to cooperate with us to bring the reality of what he has designed for us to happen. That's the truth. That's the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you see what I'm talking about? The, the ethos of this Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, verse 2, this is the Amplified. It says, The earth was without form and empty, wastes and darkness was upon the face of the, of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. Hovering, meditating. Is it with your heart that you meditate? Yeah. So what I'm talking about is actually meditation. Yeah. But now seeing the seeing the thing, yeah. can you see? Says, let it not let not my word depart from thine eyes. Keep seeing it when it is not even with you. You you are seeing the word. You are seeing what God told you. As you are moving, you are seeing it. You are you are you are imagining it. You are thinking it. You can feel the reality of it. You can smell. You can even smell how the thing is going to smell like. I tell you. It's called burning, burning desire. That, that's that. That's you. You become so consumed with it, you can literally smell it. You can literally experience it for yourself. Yeah, he has a he has a he has a testimony along that line. I think you should share it to be to help us share. Can we get another microphone? Yes, thank you. The first time he traveled outside the country to Germany, what happened? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What Pastor is saying is very true. Um, I think somewhere 2015, I had a prophecy that I'll be traveling. So in my mind, I thought that once the prophecy had come, I've traveled, everything will be fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I tried it the first time, it didn't work. It was I was bounced. So I remember we went for a camp and prophet Adam gave the same prophecy again that this is what will happen. Second time it bounced. Because wow. I thought, oh, once I've received a prophecy, it will happen. What a word. So <laughs> word and a word. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so when it came the third time, I remember Pastor Kobe's wedding, the Thanksgiving. He called me again and gave the same prophecy. And I was like, God, ah, is it that? It just feels like a prophecy. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I started asking questions why it wasn't happening. Hallelujah. And one of the things God told me when I was searching was the fact that you have to do something about it. When God gives you a word, you have to see it, actually. So when I was attempting the third time, this is what I did. Um, Pastor Prince had traveled to Germany before. So I asked him to send me a picture of a German visa. Hallelujah. When he sent me me, this is what I did. I edited his picture and placed my picture there. Hallelujah. 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 Word in a word. <laughs> and I use it as my wallpaper. So every time I say it, it became a confession. I'm traveling, I'm traveling. And finally, it happened. Hallelujah. Uh, even in the happening, how did it happen in the happening? Because in the happening, when you went, they bounced you. Yeah, in the happening, when I went, they bounced me. And I was like, God, this is not the word you give me. Hey. So you have to do something about it. Hallelujah. 
That's when I saw the scripture, Isaiah 44, 20 says that God honors the word of his servants. Yeah. I was like, God, if you if you want me to believe that prophet them is sent from you, then please, please honor your word. And, hallelujah. When it happened, this is what I did. I think I went to see them concerning the bouncing that this one I don't understand. I'm not going to accept this bouncing. And the lady who interviewed me was even shocked that they bounced me because according to her, everything was intact and I'm supposed to travel. So I had two options. Either to cancel the trip and get my money or try again. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to lose the money for the, for the workshop. So I was like, no, I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm going to believe God for a miracle. And when I was there, the, the woman told me, oh, write a petition. And with a petition, what even, happened? Even how she met the woman was a miracle. How it's, can you meet the one? When, you, when they interview you, it's finished. You don't see them anywhere again. You, you, you never meet them. them again in your life. Because some people can kill them. Because yeah. they've been bouncing people. Yeah. yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was in the American Embassy um, on Wednesday morning. With almost 700 people there. They bounce more than 500 people. Yeah. I tell you. So if they, are, if they come out walking around like that, somehow just trace... Just move and then just blast them, isn't it? So for him to meet the woman like that was a miracle. Hallelujah. So this is what happened. The woman told me to write a petition. And the petition, it will take two weeks to get a response from them. And the two weeks, when I wait for the two weeks, the program would have been over. Yeah. That means I'm not going. So this one, I need a miracle. Hallelujah. When I wrote the petition, I was, I, I think that after writing the petition, I went home. When I went home, I met Pastor Daniel. I was in Accra. I was lodging at his place. And he told me, man of God, this one day, at this point, you have to pray. Let's pray about it. So we went to the park to pray. As we were praying, one guy just approached us and he was like, oh, man of God, as we were praying, I saw a great light coming towards your direction. I don't know what you are praying about, but I believe God has answered it. So that was the word I got for the day. I was just thanking God. Thanking God. So when I came back to Kumasi on the Sunday, Pastor was preaching, and he started making declarations. He was like, no country can resist you. You are traveling. No country can bounce you. That was the word I received for that day. And as we were praying, the Holy Spirit told me, oh, the next day, this is what I want you to do. He gave me a direction. Hallelujah. He told me, on Monday, don't go anywhere. Just be in your room. Just be in your room. Don't go anywhere. So, on Monday, I cleaned the room. Hallelujah. I stepped the room and started yes. thanking God, just worshiping God and singing. And um, the previous day, my phone was on silence. So on Monday, it was still on silence. So that's why I was worshiping. I took my phone and I decided to check something. The moment I took my phone, that moment, a call was coming through. When I picked, oh, are you Mr. Samoa? I was like, yes. Okay, we are calling from German Embassy. We want you to come to the embassy now. For your visa, hallelujah. Wow. When I went, when I went, I think the program was starting two days. So I got the visa two days before the program. When I got the visa that day, I went to buy my ticket. And ticket that was being sold for 6400 I got it for 2800 Wow. Hallelujah. What a blessing. I see you traveling. After seeing Jesus' name, now you have to start seeing it. Do you understand? That is why a lot of people think that uh, uh, pastors and prophets and church are false. 
is a scam because when you say receive it now, oh, you will not receive. I see you traveling. Hey, I see the blessings of the heavens falling on you. You will never be poor in your life. Cool and buy a fire, fire, fire. I am seeing it. I'm seeing someone with an oil rig. Like you own an oil rig. Oh, like you have oil, wire, wire. Do you know wire? You have wire. Because God has blessed you. Yeah. Remember, there are 8,000 blessings in the Bible. 8,000. 8,000 blessings in the Bible. So after you have received like this, you must find out scriptures. Where does this one go and where does this one come? Or else you say that we are false prophets. You say that only the pastor is prospering. They don't tell you. That's why. That's what I'm telling you now. It doesn't just work like that. God is not a magician. There are principles to the thing. I beg you. There are principles. You must see it. Just like God said, God brooded and hovered and saw. Before he started talking, before he started making requests, let there be light. The light came. We have seen the light long ago. Let this one have. Remember, God also has a heart, isn't it? So God also had to brood. His spirit brooded. Ah, who is the spirit of God? 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 Oh, I was expecting you to say God. The Holy Spirit is God. So when you see and the spirit of God hovered upon the waters, he's talking about God hovered upon the waters. Because sometimes you get to confuse your mind. It's like God is different from the Holy Spirit. It's different from Jesus. It's God. God in three persons. God. One God in three persons. So when you see and the spirit of God hovered upon, moved upon the waters, he's talking about God. God moved. God brooded. Do you understand what I'm saying? God, even God did brooding. Remember in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, the Bible says that, if you read from verse 2, it says that for by faith the elders obtained a good report. Then the first elder he mentions is God himself. Through faith. Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. They were framed by the word of God, by the spoken word of God. Now how did, how did he frame them? By first of all brooding. He didn't just speak. He brooded before he spoke. He saw it in his eyes. He saw it in his heart before he spoke. Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So everything that we can see did not come out of things that do appear. Faith is not seen. Do you see? The activities and the action of faith is not seen. It's in our dimension altogether. It's not seen with the physical eyes. But it works. Out of that, the physical things can come. Remember, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. So the actions, the physical things that you can see outside is as a result of the invisible things that are inside. So whatever invisible thing that you're thinking about inside you is going to come out and shape your world. This is how to shape your world. This is how to frame your world. You can frame your aeons. You can frame your life. You can frame your future by what you are imagining in your heart. What are you thinking on? What can you see? Ask your neighbor, what can you see? see? Listen, in Hebrews chapter 11, 
You see, we are, we are preaching on Hebrews chapter 11, so we'll see a lot of things from Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Let's look at Abraham. Abraham had to see. Okay? Abraham had to what? He had to see. He had to account. There were a lot of things Abraham... Abraham was used to it, so he was not afraid after the first time. Abraham was used to accounting. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after, receive an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. This is faith. By faith, he moved not knowing where he was going. Faith is moving when you don't know where you are going. You can't see much, but you are moving. Do you see? You are moving based on what God has told you. Abraham moved based on what God had told him. Look at the next verse. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. What was the promise? What was the promise? God gave Abraham three promises. This is the first one. That you shall, this is not father of many nations. This one is, I shall give this land to you. Go up. Go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. God gave him a promise that I'll give you this whole place. Do you see? Okay, let me show you to Genesis chapter 13, where God gave him that promise. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, well, Lot left him. Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. Verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. So this is the promise. All the land which thou seest. Okay? And this, God was reaffirming a promise that given him. He was giving him another more word because this was said in chapter 12. Look at chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kingdom and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Have you seen it? This is the first aspect. Unto a land that I will show thee. Next verse, verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. So all this is part of the promise that God gave to him. Now, in Hebrews chapter 11, where we're reading, from verse 8, he says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. Next verse. For by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs with him of the same promise. Next verse. Then he says, for he looked for a city. For he looked for what? A city. A city which has foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. Now, what, what happened? We don't see this in any place in the Old Testament. Not even one. Because in the Old Testament, all we see is that Abraham is dwelling in tabernacles in the land of Canaan. And is buying some. And God is telling him that your people will go. I'll take your people into slavery for some time and they'll come back after 400 years and they shall inherit the land. So many things. We don't see this. That he was looking for a city which has foundations. But it happened in the scriptures I showed you just some few seconds ago. Go to the other side. Genesis chapter 13. Look at this. Bele Gosha. If you miss this, you can go to bed. I tell you. If you miss this, you better get the pillow and sleep. This is very important. This is the punchline. Let's read from us. Um, 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, when Lot left him, 
because lot means veil. Abraham could not. The meaning of the word lot is veil. Abraham's father's name was Terah. Terah means delay. His father was meant to delay him in his life. Abraham's father delayed him for 10 years in obeying God. He obeyed God halfway. And Lord, because of Lord's presence, Abraham could not see afar off. Now remember, Abraham was between Genesis chapter 12 and Genesis chapter 10. Look at Genesis 13:1. Look at Genesis 13.1. A lot of things had happened. Look at 13.1. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. He had gone into Egypt. He had gone into various places. And his wife and all that he had. And lot with him into the south. Next verse. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. In silver and in gold. Abraham was prosperous. But this was not what God wanted for Abraham. This was not the reason why God called Abraham. There was something more. When and Abraham could not see that. Until lot was taken away from him. There are some people who, because of their presence, you can't see far. <laughs> oh, it's true. Bishop Oedipo, when he was led by his pastors to go to see the land where they are now, Canaan land where they are now, they drove 50 kilometers from Iyana Ikwaja, where, they, where their church was in Lagos. 50 kilometers outside of Lagos. I went to see the land. As we were going, he said, ah, which place is this that we are not getting to? Because they have been driving for a long time. They were not getting there. So he said they should turn back. But when he looked at the motorcade that was going, he said, okay, let's go. Because of the motorcade. When they got on the land, God spoke to him and told him, this is the place. <laughs> and that was it. He said, this is the place. God says, this is the place. And when, after God said, this is the place, God said, and cast that woman out or else you'll not be able to come here. So he pointed a particular woman whose husband was a pastor in the church. Everything was fine. They had not done anything wrong, nothing. But God mentioned her name. After mentioning that this is their place, God said, and this woman should be out of the church. Hey! He said that same day, it was a Sunday, that same day, that woman left the church. He didn't wait for tomorrow, the same day. And in one year, they relocated. And in one year, 50,000 people moved from Lagos to Canaan land. To Faith Tabernacle. This is not my message for the day, but I'm just, it's just in passing. It's a lesson. Man, a man. Okay, so go, go to uh, verse what? Verse 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, lift up what? Lift up what? Thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. Look at the next verse. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Guess what? Abraham did not just see the land that was there. Because northwest, southward, how, how far can you see? There are mountains and all that. How far can you see? Mount Moriah, Sinai, all of them were around. Remember, as a mount surrounds Jerusalem, so will the Lord surround you. There are mountains that surround the place. How far could he have seen? Do you think he was seen with his physical eyes? He didn't. Guess what? Abraham saw even beyond this earth and saw beyond the land, into the land of the dead. He says, Abraham 
sought for a city which has foundations. Whose builder and maker is God? He didn't for he looked for a city. Abraham was looking for a city, not that city, <laughs> not Canaan. You have made a mistake. You think it's Canaan? He saw in his in the eyes of with the eyes of his heart. He saw beyond Canaan, and he inherited beyond Canaan. Remember, Abraham sojourned in the land of Canaan. He didn't actually have inheritance there. It was a student who came to inherit. He himself did not. But he inherited something more. Have you read the rich man and Lazarus before? Have you read that story because then the rich man and Lazarus? How did they call the land of the dead? Where the righteous sins were kept? Abraham's bosom. Even though he's not the first person to go there. When he got there, it was named after him. Because he saw that land. And it's for him. And up to date, it is there. It has been relocated to heaven. But there's a place there called Abraham's bosom. For Abraham. He saw a land beyond the physical. What can you see? Ask your neighbor, what can you see? What can you see? For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He saw beyond the land of the dead and saw the new Jerusalem. I tell you, he saw the new Jerusalem. He saw the whole world. Because all of us are children now. He saw the whole world. He saw the land of the dead. He saw the new Jerusalem. <laughs> Far. Far. With your imagination, you can, tra- you can go anywhere. You can travel. Your imagination is so powerful that you can have experiences with God through your imagination. Through what you do with your mind. It's, it all depends on your mind. And what you're doing with your heart, actually. You see, your heart is linked to your mind. You get it. Your heart is linked to your mind. Your mind is the doorway to your heart. Which is the doorway to your spirit. What can you see? So listen, learn to sit down and just think. Learn to just sit down. Brooding. Forming. Shaping. Do you understand? Yeah. Shape things. That is after you remember, I've mentioned the first part already. After you've had the word from God. You sit down. You start seeing. You start imagination. Let not my words depart out of thine eyes. Let it not depart from thine eyes. What can you see? Ask anybody, what can you see? Can you see it? Can you see it? I tell you, I've walked in this auditorium many times before you came here. I walked in it so many times. So many, several times. I've seen a church in Kaswa, very huge church. And I've walked in that church several I've spoken about it so many times. And I'm going to, we are going to see it. It will happen. Life, you'll be shocked. We will all be surprised. I've seen the blue carpet. One of the visions I see a lot when I close my eyes is people congregate. Like when I close my eyes, like I just see heads, plenty heads. That's all I see. And it will come to pass. Yeah. It's consumed me. It's consumed me. I've seen me traveling to many places. When I was a child, they used to call me Boga. My mom was called Boga Mami. So I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a number one Boga. I tell you. Can you see yourself traveling? Many trips going and coming. Going and coming. Going. Can you see yourself? She can't see yourself. No matter the prophecy you receive, it will not happen. The Bible says that by the prophecies you received, you wage a good warfare. What warfare is that? The warfare of faith. This is what God said. 
So as you are trying, as you are imagining, you see that the devil brings thoughts. Remember, the devil's device is actually thoughts. Thoughts where? Into your heart. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Look at Second Corinthians 10, 4. Do you love the word of God? Sometimes you go to church and they quote a scripture. You realize that you read it. The last time I read it was three years ago. Have you noticed? Like, wow. One day I was listening to a message and the man got mentioned the scripture. I was like, hey, the last time I read this scripture was 10 years ago. I realized I don't know the Bible. I realized I must try and read the Bible cover to cover. At least to see it in a year. At least I've seen it. <laughs> Let's read from verse 3. So that you understand it. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. There's a war, brother. <laughs> there's a war, sister. <laughs> there's a war. I said there's a war. There's a fight. There's a battle. The devil will not want you to have the imaginations coming to pass. He would want to abort it by every means possible. Then you tell him, it's not going to work. You lie bad. I'm marrying. You lie bad. I'm giving birth. Triplets. You'll be surprised. You will see me. As you are thinking about it, you will say, oh, but your womb is whatever. You say, my womb is nothing. People have given birth without wombs. No womb. They have given birth. Oh, if you notice some people, no womb. The placenta attaches itself to the liver and grows, and the baby grows, and is giving birth to. Wow! I remember when we went for Shiloh, Oedipo said that if you receive a word from God, you don't even need your husband to get pregnant. <laughs> and it's scriptural. And the testimonies are like, it's scriptural. Mary did not have a, the seed of a man, she got pregnant. And it came. Don't joke. Brood. Tell me about brood. Find time. Brood. Listen. There are things that I may fight that you may not fight. There are things you may fight that I may not fight. There are things that will come easy for me. And there are things that will not come easy for you. That will come easy for me. Do you get it? There are people who do not struggle financially. Yeah. Their faith for finances is just, it just happens. But they don't have faith to marry. They can't marry. It's difficult. Three fabos. Pastor Kofi said it, not me. They can't marry. Or, no faith to do certain things. To be healed. Faith to be healed is a problem. So, physical healing, bodily healing becomes a problem. Something will plague them for a very long time. Now, you must exercise your faith for whatever it is that you are challenged with. You understand? And don't compare. The Bible says they compare themselves among themselves and become unwise. Why is it that? Listen. It's okay. Let me not talk too much. I said there's a war, right? For the weapons of our warfare. We have weapons. We have weapons. Spiritual weapons. Guess what? Guess what the spiritual weapons are? What do you think the spiritual weapons are? There are two spiritual weapons that we have. The shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. These are the weapons we have. The shield of what? Faith. And the sword of what? Which is the word of God. The realm of God. 
for the weapons of our warfare are not kind of, but mighty. He says they are mighty. He's talking about your faith. It's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Your, your faith can pull down strongholds. Arguments. Pulling down of strongholds. Casting down. Casting down what? Casting down what? Because it's his imaginations that the devil brings. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. Look at 2 Corinthians 2 11. Lest the devil should have an, let Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. The word devices is thoughts. Thoughts. Noema. Thoughts. Thoughts. So he flies thoughts. Eh? That's the Dabi version. That we might not that we might not have Satan get an advantage against us. For we are not ignorant of his thoughts. His thoughts. So the devil brings thoughts. To abort what you you are you are imagining, you are imagining that money will be flowing to you consistently, and you bring thoughts to you. But where is it going to come from? You know yourself, no uncle, no. Look at your house. Look at where you are coming from. All these years it hasn't come. Is it now that you are coming to believe that it will come? Ah, what are you talking about? Look at your father. A poor man has given birth to you. You will forever be poor. What do you do? What do you do? That is why you, you, you have to shout sometimes. Out! I refuse it in Jesus' name. You remember the story I was, I was mentioning to you last, the last time concerning Pastor Chris? I said, I'll play the video for you. I'll play it for you. He said, You'll be imagining his daughter working, and then you have a vision just to come to him that she will never walk again. Then you shout, No! Out, out loud. If you are not consumed, that's the other side. You, you, you can have thoughtless requests, thoughtless imaginations. That's not what I'm talking about. You must be intent and have strong desire for what you're talking about. You must smell it, you must feel it, even though you cannot see it with your eyes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you must smell it, you must see it, you must taste it. You must so see that it is real. For you, it is real. Now, faith is the substance. It's substance, though. It's substance of things what hope for. What you hope for now is substance. What I hope for has now, that's what another version says. What I, now, what I hope for has now finally arrived. It has now finally arrived. So you are in joy. It makes no difference how long it takes. You are in joy. It's finished. You are in the gear of receiving. I've received. I have received. I have assurance. I have received. Casting down what? Imaginations. Ima- casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the word of God. Against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of God is the word of God. What has God said about you? What has God said to you? What is God? There, there's, there's an imagination that is rising against what God has said concerning you. And bringing into captivity every thought, every what? Thought to the obedience of Christ. This is called the fight of faith. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. When a thought comes, you are going to submit. You are submitting. You have you have a thought that the church will not work. The church is going to work. Yeah. Never say the church is not working. Never say the church is not. Remember, remember, remember. As a man thinking in his heart, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You are showing what is in your heart. What you are saying is that what is in your heart is that the church has not worked. 
So you are, you are spewing out. Church has not worked. Church did not work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And exa- that's exactly what you're going to get. But if you say, we are going to 1,000. This church is going to 1,000. This church is going to 1,000. No matter how much it delays, it's going to 1,000. It's going to 1,000. Yeah, we are crossing 1,000. I remember when we wanted to cross 1,000. We were around 700, but I'll say we have crossed 1,000. When everybody asked me, I said we have crossed 1,000. Because I've seen 1,000. Yeah, I've seen 1,000. Now, I want to see 1,000 here. Just here, not in every place. Here. I want to see 5,000. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm always thinking about it. I'm always talking about it. I'm always imagining it. I'm always thinking it. I'm always... It's it's inside. And it will show up physically. By the close of next year, you will hear us saying that we are 5,000. To the glory of God the Father. Every thought must be punished, must be brought down. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not carnal. The shield of faith. The sword of the spirit. Making way for yourself. Thinking on the word. Imagining. Thinking. Imagining. 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 When it brings a thought, it's not going to work. You say you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Your grandmother is a liar. Your grandfather is a liar. And so are you. The devil is a liar and his mother-in-law as well. We are all liars. You and your mother-in-law are liars. It's going to come to pass. It will come to pass. I said it will come to pass. It will come to pass. It will happen practically. Yeah. So the fight of it is so exciting. It's an exciting fight. He throws and then you throw back. And normally you reply with the word. Don't reply with the thoughts. So you'll be there. The devil, you are there. You are just like, now you do this. You are replying with your head. No. Speak forth. When he starts attacking you. You speak forth. Jesus said, right? Yeah. yeah. Are you in a church? Yes, pastor. See, I'll never go down. I know the principles now. I know the principles. I, I know what to do now. Don't you know what to do now? Yeah. I know what to do. Remember, that woman said, the Bible says that she said within herself. I showed it to you the last time. She said within herself. What are you saying within yourself? She could see herself coming through the crowd, making her way. She had done the imagination, she had done the calculation, making her way through and touching the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And that's exactly what she had. That was exactly what she had. Power left Jesus and got her healed. Jesus said, your faith has made thee whole. It is your faith that will make you whole. Not your crimes that will make you whole. It is your faith, not your complaints. It is your faith that will make you whole. It is your faith that will bring the change. It is your faith that will bring the change. Remember, First John chapter 3 verse 8. For this purpose was the Son of Man, was the Son of God revealed, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Guess what? You are the Son of God. Yeah. You are revealed to destroy the works of the devil. Whatever it is that the devil has set up, we use faith to crush it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Maybe they have said that in your family, nobody will have this, or nobody will have that. Mine was you. You are in the family of God. I'm now in the family of God. I'm now in the family of God. I'm not born of flesh, of blood, or of a man's will. But I'm born of God. What God has said is what is going to happen in my life. I will never fail. Success is mine. I'll keep going higher and higher. Higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. I will never be denied. 
I will never be denied. I will never be denied. Every wall of limitation is breaking down in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm walking through all the walls of limitations by the power of the Holy Ghost and in the name of the Lord Jesus. I will never be limited in my life. Nothing can limit me. I'm going higher and higher and higher. The path of the justice of the shining light that shines higher and brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. I'm going higher. I see you going higher. See, I'm going higher. I'm going higher. My life will never go down. Everything concerning me is perfect and complete. And in Him, Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's open up and just thank God for what He has shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.